Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer. And I'm Jake Sherman. And welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Monday, May 24th, 2021. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, it's a big week ahead in the Senate, and we've got all the details. Number two, the House Republican Party Committee is facing big turnover. And number three, noms, noms, noms. All right, Jake, let's get into it this morning. The number one story, it is a big week this week in the Senate. Yeah, we're ahead of the um, traditional Memorial Day recess, which if you're Congress means you get like three weeks off. But the, but the Senate is in this week. A bunch of things to go over here. Number one, uh, big China package on the Senate floor, uh, a massive package meant to uh, combat China's influence, growing influence in the world, um, uh, including uh, legislation, including it has components that would overhaul the National Science Foundation, would help uh, semiconductor manufacturers, all sorts of stuff here, um, punishing China on human rights. So a big, massive piece of legislation, big priority of Chuck Schumer's. This is the kind of thing that just has so many people involved that it really can't go awry because there are just so many people who are pushing for this. Number two, uh, we need to see some Thing on infrastructure this week. Um, uh, Joe Biden said he wanted progress before uh, Memorial Day. It, it, there he's no, they're nowhere at the moment. Um, and quietly, as we reported last week, I believe, yes, last week, it all again blends together for me, um, that uh, Chuck Schumer and Bernie Sanders had met with the parliamentarian to talk about the fast track reconciliation process. Then there's the January 6th commission, Anna. Um, not sure what's going to happen there. Passed the House 252 to 175 uh, with 35 Republicans crossing over to to vote with Democrats. Not clear what's going to happen here in the Senate. Yeah, I think the one thing that sticks out to me is all three of these things, right? Whether it's infrastructure and what they're trying to do, China certainly, uh, but also on this January 6th commission is all things that they're trying to find bipartisanship on, right? Where Republicans and Democrats are trying to find a way forward in a very partisan time where there rarely is uh, deals to be had. So certainly something to watch if Joe Biden's, you know, Washington is more bipartisan than the past. Uh, So far, we've been a bit skeptical that anything does move through, although it does appear this China bill, uh, which is going to move forward or it looks like it's going to move forward, is certainly uh, one of the bigger bipartisan efforts of the year so far. All right, let's move on to the number two story of the day. The House Republican Party Committee is facing big turnover drama in the ranks at the NRCC. Yep. National Republican Congressional Committee has uh, run by Tom Emmer of Minnesota, has dumped its political director. Uh, A bunch of other people have left. Uh, You know, listen, these jobs are typically two year jobs. You go through the cycle and um, when, whenever that doesn't happen, it's newsworthy. Uh, but the NRCC is a, is a shell of its former self in the super PAC world. Um, I would say that uh, super PACs and their ability to raise unlimited money and um, uh, spend without kind of uh, uh, the same kind of scrutiny by members of Congress who, you know, have all sorts of opinions on how money is spent. Um, I would just say the NRCC has lost a lot of luster, so to speak. Um, but but I, I would, you know, frankly, anytime there's there's staff turnover, it's newsworthy at a, at a committee like this. Tom Emmer is somebody, the chairman from Minnesota, is somebody who uh, had a really good cycle last cycle. Republicans won seats when no one else thought they would. And, um, you know, he held on. But again, this is going to draw some attention in the in the Capitol the next couple of days. 
And the number three story of the day, noms, noms, noms. It's a big week for Biden's appointees. The Senate will vote today on whether to cut off debate on Chiquita brooks Lesur's nomination to be administrator of the Senators for Medicare and Medicaid Services. It's going to be close, but cloture is expected to be invoked. That's not the only uh, nom that they're looking to do this week. No, a bunch of nominations on the floor. Um, uh, some Kristen Clark to head the Justice Department Civil Rights Division, uh, which is a a uh, also a bit contentious between Republicans and Democrats. Lot of um, you know, you remember that Donald Trump made um, made nominations and judge nominations a big part of his his uh, political persona a big part of his agenda joe biden and chuck schumer have a lot of judges also on the floor um not necessarily this week but went through committee last week three judges went through committee last week and um you know the the senate is a also a per, in the personnel business so these these take time as well in addition to legislation so uh, also a critical part of joe biden's agenda all right, and just a little sneak peek from a friend of uh, the program, Isaac Dover. We all worked with him at Politico, has a new book out this week, Battle for the Soul, Inside the Democrats' Campaign to Defeat Trump. It's getting pretty terrific re- reviews. You can buy it wherever you buy books online or in person. Uh, but it really goes behind the scenes here a bit in terms of what Democrats were thinking, how they were kind of figuring even their own personal part partisan politics out as well. Yeah, um, you know, this is a, a book that's getting a bunch of attention. So um happy that Isaac gave us a little sneak peek here. Uh, has uh, Nancy Pelosi calling Ed Markey, who was then a uh, congressman, senator from Massachusetts as well, when he was scheduled to help roll out the Green New Deal. And she asked him to hold off. This is I'm reading Isaac's a little bit from Isaac's book. She wanted more substantive policy. The politics weren't good right then. Don't give the platform to Ocasio-Cortez, she urged, anxious about the new congresswoman's notoriety becoming actual power. So uh, this should get some attention relationship between Pelosi and AOC is a bit fraught. Maybe it kind of um, uh, is helped. Maybe the, the tension is lowered because the House is not in session this week. But, um, you know, people are always watching that relationship. Two very powerful women who are, uh, you know, at the top of their party and both very talented in their own rights. And, um, you know, I, I, I don't know, Anna, what do you think? I mean, this is that's it's a, it's been an interesting and complex relationship. I think that that's well said. I mean, I think it's something that, <laughs> that we all watch really closely. Uh, you know, it's generational. It's uh, the pol- politics are always super interesting. And certainly AOC and the squad has been rearing, um, you know, to go here in this Congress and forcing Democrats on some of these uh, issues, particularly when Pelosi is such tight um, you know, such a tight majority. And so when you look at the, you go back even this far, it's very interesting to see just the different machinations of kind of high and low points um, for working together, but then also working against each other potentially at certain points. All right, with that, thanks so much for listening. Hit that subscribe button, leave us a rating and review. You can also subscribe to Punchbowl News at punchbowl.news. Have a great day and stay safe.